This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on June 5th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. comes from the book of Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each other. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is, that we, how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So geschehen, wer den Namen des Herrn anrufen wird, der soll selig werden. Y será que todo aquel que invocare el nombre del Señor será salvado. Apur Prabhu Namanu Bhatti Pradhana Chayuvar Andarano Rakshana Pundudru Ani Devudu Chepuchunnado. Y avevra que quiunque avrá invocado el nombre del Señor será salvado. Um, I'll read again in Portuguese. Um, y todo aquel que invocar el nombre del Señor será salvo. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, everyone, for 
or those of you who were able to wear some red today for Pentecost Sunday, and thank you to those people who have just read for us in different languages, some different languages, and you might have to ask those people what those languages were, um, maybe after the service, have read the last verse of the Acts reading, Acts 2.21, all who call on the name will be saved, proclaiming the deeds, the good, gracious deeds of God. And that's what we're going to be um, reflecting on today in the message. Last Sunday, we heard Jesus make a, a, a statement and give a promise that we are his witnesses by the gift, the promised gift of the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit's power in us, we are given hearts that have this insight to see Jesus at work in our lives and in our world. And today with the, heart, with the eyes of our hearts, we also come to the first Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And we meet the heart languages of the gospel. We heard some of them today read by people uh, for us and we hear them in Acts 2.21 as the great deeds of God are proclaimed in different languages and received by people as they um, speak them. They speak the, their heart languages to proclaim God's deeds. And my question for you today is what's your God-given heart language? Now, a heart language might be defined as a language that we learn from birth. Perhaps English is our heart language. Hands up if that is your heart language, by the way. Yes, many English speakers. I'm sure you speak the Queen's English far better than I do on her uh, special jubilee time. Hands up if your, your heart language is something other than English. Do we have some other people? Yes. Okay, a few people whose first language, the language that we've learnt uh, by heart, um, maybe something other than, than English. Hands up if your heart language as a Christian is the gospel. Okay, a lot of hands. Good, good, good. That's a good place to be, I think. But uh, before we go further with that heart language, let's pray. Loving God, we thank you that, um, that you speak your language to our hearts from your heart. Your heart language is that of uh, Jesus and his uh, death and resurrection for us. Open our hearts now to receive your grace in our lives, that we may be your grace and spirit-filled people in your world. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the story of the gift of the Holy Spirit at first Pentecost, that first Christian Pentecost, we meet people from many different lands all who speak a different heart language, it seems. And the wonder is that though, even though those heart languages are different, the people are together in the same space. Although the human languages to, communi to communicate are different, the same Holy Spirit works so that people receive the heart language of God for them. Let's see if I can explain that a little bit further. Luke tells us in Acts chapter 2 that all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. They began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. And as I say, if you were here last Sunday on the day that we celebrated the Ascension, 
The promise of Jesus to the disciples and indeed to his church on earth was and is, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. You'll be my witnesses locally in Jerusalem and then beyond to Judea and Samaria and even to the ends of the earth. What is the power that Jesus is speaking of here? Well, as we listen to the gift of the Spirit in in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, we hear that the Spirit gave the people ability. It was ability to speak, and not just to speak a human language or different human languages, but to speak a very specific word if we listen to the text really, really closely. Did you hear it? We heard them, the hearers say, in our own languages, we hear them speaking of God's deeds of power. God's deeds of power. The Spirit empowers the people and empowers the church to speak God's deeds of power. How? Through the gospel. God's power is spoken in the act of Jesus on the cross for you and for me and for the world. God's language is spoken through the deeds of him raising Christ to new life. And the rule of the ascended Christ uh, through the gospel uh, brings God's rule over, um, over the whole world. Power over sin, power over the devil, power over death. The gospel That's the life-giving heart language of God in the gift of the Spirit. And it's the heart language of the church. So we do well, dear sisters and brothers in Christ, to continue to grow in that language, to continue to, to learn it, to hear it for ourselves, and in our lives, whether we speak it or act it, to do it by heart. To know the gospel by our hearts. For that is what it is to be these witnesses of Jesus. And it's needed in our world. The heart language of the gospel brings about an amazing recovery and reversal of what God did, as we heard in our first reading, uh, with the sinful world at Babel in Genesis chapter 11. The people have one common language at that point, don't they? But they use it to build a a name for themselves, to build a tower, a stairway to heaven, if you will, with no need for God. And God comes and sees and hears and sees inside that their their sinful hearts and he confuses their language and scatters them to the four corners. Pentecost is the great recovery, the great reversal for the earth. The love language reversal by God who now gathers people. That's the gift of the Spirit through the gospel. Martin Luther wrote in the third article of the the Apostles' Creed, and we'll say this together in a moment. He says, I can't believe, sorry, I believe I cannot by my own understanding or effort believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me. How? Has called me through the gospel. Here is the love language of God for me. Through the gospel, God gathers me, regathers me, recovers me, forgives me, gives me new life. And Luther goes on to say, in the same way he calls 
and gathers and enlightens the whole Christian church on earth. Can you see this great reversal? God scattering the people because of their sinful ways at Babel and now through the gospel languages, the spirit is at work through the whole earth, gathering people inclusively, bringing people together to the very, his very heart. I sort of picture it this way. Um, and we heard not so long ago the story of the good shepherd in our, in our Bible readings. It's, it's like the shepherd, the, the spirit working through God's church, working through you and me to bring people to the very heart of God in that great reversal. The great call to the church in every age then is to tell the world of God's love, God's love language for them, just as we hear at that first Pentecost. And the beautiful thing is that God promises you what you need to do that, promises us what we need to do that with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Our call then, whatever our human heart language and however comfortable or otherwise we might feel in speaking, in, by the way that we live, our call as individuals and, and as church is to continue to grow in this love language, this heart language of God for us and for the world. And I'd like to explore that with you in a, in a very specific way this morning. Some of you might know this book called The Five Languages of Love. And this, up on the screen there, you'll see the five languages of your family. I don't know that um, particular thing, but I'm sure it, it goes further than um, this book, The Five Languages of Love. Do you know that book or know of it? Yeah, many, many of us will. And I commend it to you um, for your relationships with other people. It's written by a um, psychologist, a Christian person, a, a counsellor, a relationship counsellor, Gary Chapman, who writes on the basis of many years of working with people. And he, in this book, says uh, he believes there are five love languages, five love languages uh, for us to be aware of. And that one or perhaps more are our primary ways of receiving and giving love. So he suggests these are the five languages of love. That we either like to receive love by words of affirmation or give love by words of affirmation. Through quality time. Through the receiving and giving of gifts. Through acts of service and physical touch. Chapman suggests that perhaps, you know, we're wired to one or more of these ways, particularly as, as the way that we um, receive and give love. They're all different though, aren't they? And yet they all speak the same language, the language of love. And it's not surprising. We're made, all made uh, very differently, aren't we? As the psalmist says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So it's not surprising that love is received and given in different ways. I think Chapman is right that there's uh, different ways that this, this happens in our lives. And yet we all speak the same language through it. God's language of love in our witness to the world is the gospel, isn't it? Which restores, which brings God love, God's love to the world. And don't we need it? Doesn't our church need it? Doesn't our world need it at this time? You know, we recognise that there's so much conflict that goes on 
Conflict fatigue, our new Prime Minister talks about. And Jesus speaks to us in the Gospel reading to say today, don't let your hearts be troubled. My peace I give. So there is a powerful gift that God has for you and God has for me and God has for us to receive and to give. God prepares and equips and empowers you and I to speak that language which makes a difference in our world, which makes a difference in our church when we have difference. In our world where there is so much war and divide, our call in this lifetime is to share the heart of God with one another and with the world. God's heart for people which brings peace. And God calls you and I to that place again today. I think one way we can learn and continue to grow in this is by bringing the gospel to people through their love languages. Being in relationship with people then is the key, I think. Listening carefully to one another. Inviting people to speak openly and freely are beautiful gifts to bring. Because as a church, we don't take God's love language out into the world, for example, by setting up a soapbox down in the Box Hill Mall and pointing at people and saying, repent or else you're going to go to hell. We just, I mean, maybe we could do that, but it's not what I'm suggesting is the love language of God. Similarly, we don't go online and rant and rave and tell people that they're sinners to the, um, uh, or they'll die in the way that we communicate. Maybe we can do that, but I'm suggesting it's not the way. And it's not a, a wooden formula, this gospel. I mean, we don't hire a fire truck and go up and down the road and hose people down and say, in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, and expect that they come to faith, do we? But it's in relationship. It's in knowing the other and being known that the language of love is shared. So perhaps like Chapman suggests, maybe in your relationships with other people, there might be ways that by your words, maybe spoken or written, that you might share the gospel. Perhaps there are acts of service, a meal when someone is sick, and someone uh, delivered a meal to Sue and I last night, and it was a real gift of love. Thank you. By being present for people, by really being there in their space and, and allowing them to speak so that they know they're heard might be a way that we act the gospel. By gifts of love, perhaps invitations to spend time with us at a meal and by bringing the healing touch of God through prayer and speaking a word of hope. They are not rocket science ways, but God through them brings amazing gifts of grace as we're in relationship and as we're in community and as we go into community, even to communities which perhaps speak languages other than our first and heart language. Where and to whom is the Spirit leading you, leading us today? It's a question I think that we need to take up together at our AGM in a couple of weeks' time. But the gift of the Spirit is God's gathering of his people to his heart and to be sent with that heart into the world. So, dear friends in Christ, what is your God-given heart 
language. Listen again in the book of Acts as Joel speaks. Even upon my servants, both men and women, young, old and in between, if you will, in those days I will pour out my spirit. In these days, today, I pour out my spirit and they and you shall prophesy. We shall speak God's heart language to the world. Go and make a difference. Amen. And God's peace, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.